Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Um, I'm going to check on my turtles. What are you doing, girl? Huh? What are you doing? Huh? Hmm? What you say? Hmm? What are you doing? What are you doing? She loves people. Man, with all the Gundy audio we're playing this week. That's the gold I mean, one right there. That's number yeah, one. Yeah, that's so far, that's the best. And... You know, I still think your your Gundy voice breakdown of Oklahoma's offensive roster is still the best thing that I've heard Thank from you. Gundy all week. Appreciate that. I Love just it. I just want to believe that every day during the season he takes a different uh, farm animal to practice, or at least to the coaches' <laughs> meetings. You know, introduces uh, the tortoise to the coaching staff, <laughs> and like breaks down her role, her job on the farm, whoever it is. That's what I. I, I want to think farm animals make it to the, the meeting room up there. Oh, Someone needs great. to ask him. Fantastic. Well, how are we feeling right now? Because it's um, – I'm glad you asked Thursday. that. I, I was going to bring it up. Uh, here's kind of day by day how I felt about this game. Mm-hmm. Saturday nights, awful is how I felt about this game. <laughs> okay. Sunday, awful is how I felt about this game. Monday, still not, you know, not, uh, not feeling okay. great about things, but something happened on Tuesday and into Wednesday and into Thursday. Maybe I've calmed down about the loss. I don't really know what happened, but I, I guess I just came to the realization that, yeah, OSU's playing a lot better than OU is right now. Like, I don't think really anyone can argue that. But who's the better football team? I still believe OU's the better team, Okay. And right. I believe if OU comes out and they play well, maybe they have that game where they put it all together that Brent Venables and the rest of us are still waiting on. I think if that happens, then OU's going to win this game. Now, they haven't played good football in a while, so I can't just sit here and say that for 100% certainty they're going to play well. But my God, Teddy, if they're going to put it together this season and they're going to play a game what we consider their best of the year and that we're pretty proud of the effort and the way that they play in all three phases – I got to think it's this Saturday after the way that you played the past two games, everyone telling you that you stink now all of a sudden, Uh um, just everything that's going on here. Like, I I guess just the thought of I still think OU's better, even with all the crap that's happened, has made me feel better about this as the week has gone on. So there's your your long answer that you weren't maybe looking for. Now, let me ask you this. How do you feel about the football game without – Number five, number 28, number 29, number 22, number nine, and number 21. Hold on. Um, the Liberty Bowl is on the other line wanting to talk to us here. So let, let, me, let me take this call from the Liberty Bowl real quick. Uh, well, I, I guess uh, that's the thing is, to me, 
um, if we have all hands on deck, I feel pretty good about it. I feel really good about it, actually. If we don't have all hands on deck, well, then the game becomes a little bit different all of a sudden, doesn't uh, it? Mass- well, yes, but yes, because the players that you could be missing like for the matchup of this game are uh, super critical. If 28 isn't standing in the middle of OU's defense, mm-hmm. that's rather significant, right? Yeah. If uh, 29 is not able to carry it for you on offense, then that's significant. Like, every injury is to a pretty important player, but even more so when you look at the matchup of this game. So, yeah, man, it's a major storyline. What's the latest on the, the, the status of uh, Stutzman and Tawi Walker? Um, Stutzman's still a giant question mark. Tawi, I, I guess it kind of feels like he's going to play. How close to 100% is he going to be? Can he carry it 20 times if need be? Yeah. What Now, is that just like a feeling? Have we heard any reports? That's just more like, of a feeling and just kind of like what a lot of people are starting to... I, I think it's a, a lot of people's feelings is, is what it is, gotcha. really. All right. It feels well, like out of the four, like Bowen, Tawi, Stutzman, Gentry... Stutzman's injury, like his availability is probably the most critical, but he, mm-hmm. he may be the biggest question mark out of the four yeah. as to if he's going to play or not. No, I agree. Um, and I don't know anything, haven't heard anything. And I, but that, that is critical. If Stutzman is out, I, your, your best defensive player, your most consistent defensive player – I, even the position that he plays is the most critical whenever you're going up against a cat that's uh, been over 250 yards rushing the last couple of weeks, right? So, I mean, that – I mean, you can't understate how important it is that he plays there because the fact of the matter is whoever plays in his stead, Tyler, will have uh, hardly any experience at all. And, you know, I don't know – and I, I like the guys that are behind him. I like Kip Lewis. Um, I like, you know, McKenzie, if we see him in, in some fashion. You know, I like those guys, but they just flat out don't have a whole lot of experience. Now, it, Oklahoma State, I would say, like, if you eliminate Ollie Gordon and his ability and you just talk about the style of offense – a Oklahoma State's offense, it, it would it would worry me a lot more if Stutzman was out against Kansas with all the shift and motion and exotic and unbalanced and tackle over and all of that junk that they do is very hard to get aligned to and get adjusted to. Oh, Oklahoma she's pretty State, straight up for the most part when it comes to the run pretty game. Pretty straight yeah. up. The, the only now, thing with Stutzman out of the lineup is what's Gordon listed at? 6'1", six, 212. Six, I mean, he, he can do yeah. it all as a back, but, dude, he's, he's physical, especially when he's he needs big, to be. He's physical. So losing Stutzman probably means losing size at that spot as well, which yeah. is not great. Well, yeah, it's not great. And Kip Lewis is is light at that spot, but – He's a knockback tackler. The way he attacks it and comes downhill, um, I, I, yeah, you lose the overall physicality, sure. I guess 
you know, the experience and everything is is what I am the most worried about. But yeah, I mean, you you lose you lose a lot of stuff. Consistency. I mean, just he he's a high level player across the board on checks all those boxes. Pass game, run game, communication. You know, just everything. He rush, playmaking ability, length. You know, you just you get all of those things with him. He's a really good all-around player. Is he going to play? I don't know. I have no idea. No guess? No. I, well, my guess has been from the very beginning is from from what I saw after the game would lead me to believe, yes, that he would play. But that is just, you know – I talked to him three minutes after the Kansas game walking out to the bus. Like, that's not a whole lot to go on, but usually if you've got a bad ankle sprain and you were standing on the sideline in 30-degree weather for an hour and a half, uh, you wouldn't even be able to move on that thing. And at that point, he didn't even have a boot on. So that's why I'm optimistic, but... Again, I have I don't know anything other than that very instance, and you know maybe it got worse, maybe it really swelled up on him bad after that, and you know the adrenaline or whatever he was still able to move around on it pretty good. I don't know. Well, I'll throw the same question you threw at me to start the show. Uh, okay. I, I laid out how I'm feeling, how, uh, how how you feeling about things. Thursday, we are less than forty eight hours from kick. Hmm. How am I feeling about it? Because I can't get a good read on how you're feeling about this thing. I sense, well, some, uh, I sense some real concerns. I, the health is the biggest concern to me. If, if Stutzman and Tawi Walker are out, I mean, they're two of our most productive players on each side of the ball. I mean, we're a good football team, but at some point, like, if that's the case, we'll be entering the game without our number one wide receiver, without our number one running back, and without our best defensive player. I mean, it's hard to beat anyone with that, with that out, you know? I mean, we're a good team. We haven't had a huge margin for error um, this season against, you know, our solid competition. We've got way more than we had a year ago. I just, I don't know. So you feel fine, you feel good if they're healthy, Tawi and Stutzman's mm-hmm. out there. You feel like crap if they're not available. Is that it? I don't. That's I don't simple? feel like. I don't feel like crap. It's just going to be a, a much more difficult game. I, here's the thing. I feel pretty confident that at linebacker, someone's going to be able to step up and give us some really good play. Okay, I've seen Kip Lewis. He hasn't played a whole lot this year, but when he's out there, he is productive. He is a really good player. And I would say that the running style of Ollie Gordon is, like, I would prefer a guy that's kind of a one-cut downhill back like Ollie Gordon is compared to a, like, Neil and Highshaw who like to juke and jump around and are way better in open space. Like, I would prefer this style for, for Kip Lewis as a as an aggressive downhill tackler. So I, I feel good about that, but how good do you feel about running back? Because we've seen a bunch of opportunities this year at running back outside of Tawi, and nothing is really, like, no one's taken 
a hold of those opportunities and done much with it. Yeah. Peyton says, Teddy just feels the opposite of the rest of us. If we're feeling bad, he calms us down. If we're feeling good, he gets us worried. He, he is kind of our, uh, our head coach here. Cheers yeah. everyone up when they're feeling bad, but if we're feeling too good, brings us down to earth a little bit. Hey, all things equal, like if we had all of our guys playing, I would feel very, very strong. I, you know, they've got a good defense, which I don't know. How much of their defense have you watched? Um, I've watched uh, the, the entire Kansas game. This was back to last week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a decent portion of the Cincinnati game. Like by the numbers in, in conference, they're not great. I just I don't know. I, I guess I haven't seen a ton from their defense that hey, OU should be OU should be fine offensively. I think if they attack down the field, they're going to get some things. If Tawi Walker's healthy, they should be fine in the run game. I, I just don't look at this Oklahoma State defense as one that oh they're going to hold OU to twenty four points. That that should not be the case at all. Yeah. Well the. Their their defense has some limitations, you know. They run that three three five, and they've got limitations, but they've also got some really good individual players. The um, the Martin kid, the backer number four, have you seen him play? He's good. Yeah, they Colin Ooh. Oliver. I would say is so, uh, another that you would point to. They they've got a few. Nice players at that spot. I just think they're very gettable down the field, though, man. Very gettable. The the Martin kid, number four, at inside backer, he, he is one of, if not the best defensive player we've played against this year. So, now, he plays a position that, you know, it's not like, it's not like he's an unblockable edge guy that's going to ruin your whole game plan. You know, you're just going to have to block it up how, you, how you've always done things. Um, so he's not necessarily like a game plan changer because he plays that inside backer spot, but man, he can absolutely fly and he is super aggressive. So I, I would use some of that against him. Like they're, they're deep middle guy. You remember the Kendall Daniels kid, right? Yep. Um, of course from Beggs. He's playing. Yeah. Great athlete, super, super aggressive at that safety spot. And he's their safety that comes down in the box a lot and, you know, if he feels like it's run, buddy, he is pouring it downhill. So we should be able to take advantage of some of that aggressiveness with, you know, misdirection stuff or or play action. But, you know, like hard play action really isn't our game. Uh, from the 405, I think OU will do fine. Seems like everyone has lost faith. I would say that it's pretty split around here for the most part. Like fans and media, who's who's going to win this game on uh, on Saturday? Like in the state, I think it's pretty split. What mm-hmm. I've noticed is nationally, there is way more confidence on on OU, way yeah. more confidence. Well, I makes uh, sense. like I I think uh, they had like four five writers from the Athletic pick this game. They all picked OU to cover the spread. Um, yeah, there's. There's a feeling nationally we may not feel it right here, like that text says it. But nationally, it feels like there's a good amount of confidence that, yeah, OU's going to go up there and play well and win and probably even cover the spread here. Yeah. Well, and I think we're totally capable of that. Um, the, 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 big, the big factor, again, in my opinion, is the health of the football team. If we're healthy and we've got the majority of these guys that are up and ready to play and aren't really, really hampered by, by their injuries, then I feel good about it. We start – we start dropping guys out of the lineup, 
it, it gets it gets difficult really quickly when you consider going on the road and and kind of where that team is mentally. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. I'm at an awesome spot today. Orange Theory in more. I've been here a couple of times. They got some good stuff going on. And uh, they're telling you not to wait until January to get your fitness journey started. Orange Theory Fitness is offering you a free month of workouts so you can start all your resolutions today. 405-703-5259 or visit orangetheory.com to learn more. We'll be back. Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner Talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the Spats Balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon, and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions and no hospitalization, just a walk-in, walk-out procedure. Join the tens of thousands of patients who have changed their lives with a Spats Balloon. Visit journeyclinic.com or call 405-515-2049 to request an appointment. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service.com. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lamb, and keep the text coming on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We will get to those shortly, 405 651 3439. The Big Ten already released the opponents a couple of months uh, back for their Big Ten schedule next year. USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, all going to the Big Ten. They released the dates about 20 minutes ago, and God, just boo. What a missed opportunity. USC has to go to both Michigan and Minnesota next year, Mm. but they go to Michigan on September 21st, and they go to Minnesota on October 5th. Not on November 5th. Yeah. Bummer, dude. That, that was probably part of the uh, part of the package deal. You can't – don't send us up there in cold weather. No, of course it would be for them. Go figure. Yeah. No, I, I'm sure it's going to happen before long. And you never know. I mean, October can still be pretty cold up there. Uh, in Minneapolis? On, yeah, anything yeah. can happen in Minneapolis that anything. time of the year. That's – that's for sure. Well, we still don't know the dates for OU next year. And now that the Big 12 released their schedule, ACC released theirs last week for the next, what, 47 years, I think? Yeah. And the Big 10 released. I, I, I would guess that we get dates pretty soon here for 2024 in the SEC. Yeah. You know what? Someone told me when that was coming up. and Oh, so I it is remember. scheduled. It is scheduled for some, for some time. For yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel I feel like I feel like someone told me that was coming in November, but uh, now I can't remember. They made that a TV event as well last year, by the way, right? Because I remember us watching it, saying, "Well, we don't think OU's going to be in the SEC in 2023, but maybe they'll just do this schedule release tonight and they'll just have them on there." So whenever well, the times are released, it kind of at least last year, I, I believe they did it on the on TV and not just release it on social media, right? Well, I think what's interesting is everyone's doing their their full rotational schedule, you know, um, for what it's going to look like the next four years. And I wonder 
since the SEC still hasn't decided on, I guess, at least publicly haven't made the eight or nine game schedule permanent, um, I think everyone feels like it's going to be nine. But since they haven't made that permanent, I you know, it's – Holding out to the last moment maybe? Well, I just – I don't – think that they are going to I don't think that they would release like the full four-year rotation like everyone else is yeah they haven't done that uh, previously it's just been and I like it like that man just make it make it a made for tv event every single year I think that's Mm -hmm. I think that's cool I do too I do too and I I don't know it's interesting I guess you can whenever you have the the rotation you might as well post all four years because everyone can kind of figure out how it's going to be, you know. So at that point, I guess it, it makes sense to do it that way, but you kind of kill scheduling as a content pusher for the next four years. Jeff from OKC on the text line says, is game day routine for this game different than any other road game? Do they go to Stillwater the night before or just leave Norman that morning? I believe that they are staying at the Omni Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City. Oh, nice. And then just bussing up to Stillwater the next morning. Okay, Bussing up to Stilly. Yeah. I believe that's the case. But have they stayed outside Stillwater before? Like, for an 11 a.m. game, I bet they, they, they have previously. I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I know um, uh, what the Ice Bowl and times were different in the 80s for sure. But the, what's the old story of the Ice Bowl? That they left Norman and it was a... Certain temperature, and they got to Stillwater, and it was already like freezing rain by the time they got there. Yeah, and that's that's a bad bus ride. Whenever you can tell, like, I didn't bring the right undershirts oh, and uh, and gear for this can type we of weather. Stop at Academy, coach. <laughs> stop at Academy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure. I, as far as I know, they're staying at the Omni in OKC, and then busing up after that. Um, I don't know. The traffic I – mean, they've got a – they'll have the um, – what's it called? The cops. Police uh, escort. escort. Okay. Yeah. I was Jeez. waiting for that one. Man. And they got the police escort, so it goes a little bit quicker through some of those lights and stuff. But, yeah, that's that's what I think the plan is. Uh, 214 letting us know that there are no decent hotels in uh, Stoolwater. I would not know. I've, I've I uh, think never we used to before. stay at – a pretty janky Holiday Inn, if if I if my memory serves, not very good. But all you need is uh, all you need is a place to lay down, I guess. Four oh five jet sweep idea. Uh, we've already got jet sweep ideas. People are saying, well, they're going to run it. So here's an idea off of it: fake it to the wide receiver sweeping, and then toss it to the running back that's running the opposite direction, or fake jet sweep one way then have a tight end do a five-yard in flat as you boot the opposite side of the jet sweep. Wow, that was a lot there. Well, hang on. That was chalkboard the, talk. The fake it to the jet sweep and give it to the back, going the opposite way or whatever, however that was worded, Yeah, we literally did that against Kansas, right? Where he, he – it looks like he's tossing it to the jet sweep guy and the running back like came right in front of it and grabbed it. You remember that play? No, I don't. They did it. It was uh, it was pretty pretty nice, like ball handling from Dylan Gabriel. Uh, if memory serves, the result was not great. Um, that's funny. What what is the official jet sweep over under need to be for this weekend? Two and a half. 
Is that a good number? I don't number? know. And I know that we've talked about it on the show. I know that's that's been a a big thing that everyone's jumped on. I I it's a fine play. I I, I think it fits in really nicely with with what they do. But just like I said on Monday or Tuesday, jet sweep is a compliment to a vertical threat as well. Like you have to threaten people vertically for the jet sweep to work. If you're not, if you don't threaten people vertically and everyone is standing at the line of scrimmage, it is not a great play to run. And I would also, if uh, given the opportunity, I would run the jet sweep away from number four, the inside backer. Well, would you change who they run the jet sweep with? Change it from uh, eighty-two to fifteen. Three. I that four. That isn't as important to me. Um, now you can change some of your tendencies up some if you'd like to, but that that to me is not the the most important thing. Most important thing is it's got to fit in into the play calling with because uh, it's a horizontal speed threat. You've also got to have a vertical speed threat, and. Hopefully the conditions are such that we've got our vertical deep threat firing on all cylinders. Well, I don't think I have to tell you this. I uh, hope, Hopefully you know this already, and that's, that's fine. But they run the jet sweep with Gavin Freeman, and it doesn't get to the boundary. I mean, if it goes for a two-yard loss, one-yard loss, no gain, whatever, um, people are going to be pissed again. That's just, that's just how it works out. That's the nature of the beast. I get it. Uh, a lot of people are pointing this out, and – I feel like we pointed out most years we – I really haven't heard a lot about it up to this point for whatever reason. But when we're talking about this game, evaluating the two rosters, injuries, this, that, whatever. But a lot of people are saying, you know what, I have confidence because they've beaten you three times in the past 20 years. Like, in their DNA as a program with that head coach is to not necessarily come through in clutch moments in this game. And I think you do have to bring up the head coach on the other side and his misfortunes in the game when he is, what, 3-15 and 15 overall as a head coach in this game. Like, yeah. I, I think that that at least has to be discussed as a potential factor because not only has he lost this game, I think uh, after a lot of those losses, especially here recently, OSU fans have been really upset by some of the decisions that he's made in the game, not coaching yeah. super aggressive. Sure. Yeah, um, and that's that's been a factor. And I wonder... I wonder if the way this season has gone for him and them changes that. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, recently they've often had some pretty high expectations for what they're going to accomplish, like what they what their goals for the season are. And this year, kind of the way it started, it almost felt like, you know, if if they got to if they got to eight to nine wins, that would be a huge accomplishment given, you know, the amount of guys that they lost in the portal and just kind of the way the off season went. So I think maybe when you enter a season like that and you lose to South Alabama and everyone's counting you out, like maybe you're way more willing to be aggressive. But, you know, you've also played yourself in a position where, you know, this this game you win it. You can go. You can go play for the Big Twelve yeah. Championship, and does that make you tighten up a little bit? He also maybe... he also said we can't get a, get out of our box in this game. 
So, like, does that mean you're – I'm with you. Are you more or less likely to go for it on fourth and three from OU's 38-yard line in that spot? I don't know. Like, like, getting out of the – like, they don't – I don't think that they necessarily just want to throw a ton on Alan Bowman's shoulders. Like, he's he's capable. He's not a bad player, but they, they, they know what they're all about. It's running the football with Ollie Gordon. So will they yeah. do some aggressive things outside of him in critical spots? I, I don't. Well, that's getting out of their box a, a little bit. Seventeen. Um, what's his name? Leon Johnson. I think he's he's a he's a good player. Uh, I know Bray's their leading receiver, but seventeen to me is maybe one of the more dangerous guys. He's six five. He runs well. Um, he's a good go ball threat. They run the like the slant and go and double moves with him. He's a red zone target. Um, if he's alive, did you see him hit the wall in that game? Uh, in, in the Cincinnati in the game? Yeah. Yes, I did see that Ooh. actually. Jeez, I I thought he was dead. Uh, he just kind of his arm was sitting there like he was knocked out cold. Dangerous, but I like him a lot. And the Presley kid. I think is is a, a good player. He's their jet sweep guy. They'll give him the ball on on reverses, uh, end around stuff. Uh, they like him on speed outs whenever he's in the slot, run the clear out on the outside, and uh, speed out to the sideline. You know, he runs the deep crosser on like whenever they run ninety five, which is like the deep middle crosser and the dig on the backside. Whenever he runs that that deep crosser, he's pretty dangerous at it because he's got such. Such good speed. He's their jet sweep guy. Let that be the uh, the big talking point, the big stat that one of us gives before the game. Well, history says whoever runs for more on the jet sweep normally wins this game. <laughs> Direct correlation between jet sweep yardage and yes. bedlam victory. The past 15 bedlam winners, they've had more jet sweep yards. Let that, let that be your stat of the That's week. That's great. That's great. Good stuff. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. Keep. The text coming. We'll get to some of those. 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. Hanging out at Orange Theory today, and they're offering a free month of workouts so you can get started on all your New Year's resolutions today. 405-703-5259. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Your equipment search ends here. Now that's a bold statement. But at Purple Wave Auction, it's true. See for yourself at purplewave.com. Purple Wave is your online marketplace for ag and construction equipment, utility vehicles, trucks and trailers, and yes, even a classic car or two. Bidding is straightforward and simple. No reserves, no minimum bids. Ready to get started? Head to purplewave.com. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. Attention basketball fans, get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. 3843 for your free estimate today, 405-703-3843, or visit MoppinRoofing.com. Moppin' Roofing, go Sooners! Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Interact with the show there. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and uh, I've, I've got to let you listen to the, the best thing that I've seen today. Okay. It's from the uh, 
It's from the Twitter page of Caden McFarlane. Uh, th- this is great. Now, it's a video that was released, but I think the audio, you'll, you'll kind of get the point. It's back in the 2010 Bedlam game in Stillwater mm-hmm. where Landry Jones throws the touchdown pass late to James Hanna on that third down. And so the camera has that play, but it's in the opposite end zone. So it pans to, like, the student section of Oklahoma State right behind, and they have a close-up of a very frustrated Oklahoma State fan that says this right after the touchdown. Why can we never beat that? Can you make that out? <laughs> yes. Uh, I happen to have seen that. Why can't we ever blanking beat them? Uh, and I like the everyone around him just kind of like looks at him and then yeah. he looks at the camera <laughs> and it's like, laughing Dang it. at him. He knew uh, right away that they got that on camera. Why can we never beat that? Uh, just, that just fuels me, man. You know, it just fuels me. I tell you. Hey, he was happy to find out that one year later they would, in fact, win. Didn't you say that was from 2010? Yeah, next year they uh, beat him in 2011. Oh, yeah, because that's the that's the two years we played him back-to-back in uh, Stillwater. Yeah, that's kind of uh, crap how that happened with the new mm-hmm. Big 12 schedule, but yeah, you got him there in 2010, and they got you there in 2011. Just just one more time. It just makes me happy. Why can we never beat that? Ah, it's beautiful. How, did, how can that not make you happy today? Makes me that's happy. Good. It's good. That'll be that'll as much be as a, new... as much of a blo- a blowout like winning comfortably would be great. Hey, this team finally figured it out, turned it on. We're all optimistic about things, stress free Saturday. But there's just something about the last time they play for a while. If you can get one of those or multiple from their student section, it's pretty sweet. Maybe maybe Hunziker will say that on the broadcast on Saturday. What's mm. funny is. And I don't know. I've never seen that before, so I'm guessing it's not one of those yearly things that comes up, but maybe it is. I don't know. But that guy, you know, that was 12 years ago or more, and he thought, oh, yeah, that was bad that day. Maybe I had a couple beverages. I was upset, but no one remembers it. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) The Internet remembers everything. So a decade later, he's now getting calls and text messages from all his buddies laughing at him. Yeah, and uh, no one forgets anything on this show, right? The audio, right. the audio lives forever. Will not be the last time that you that's uh, right that you hear that. The, the rival or the uh, the series may be coming to an end, but those audio clips will not. Those audio clips yeah. will not. Jimmy and Tulsa on the text line says, "Teddy and Tyler, for the love of God, please win Saturday." Do we really want field goal posts removed two straight weeks on us? Mm. Is, you think that would be the case? Are we are we field storm worthy still as a as a number ten team? Teddy, they would tear down the field goal post if OU was six and seven again. Yeah. Yes. Maybe you're right. Which I that's I think it would have to end in wild fashion for that to happen. I don't think it would happen on just a wait. You don't think Oklahoma State fans will tear down the goalposts regardless of the if they win, whatever it looks like. No. Oh man, what really? Oh, dude, they win by fifty or they win by one. The last time, all, all the hate, like they're, they're it's it's a, they're they're hundred percent doing it. Did it's, they it's didn't, did they storm the field in two thousand eleven? Yes, they stormed the field in twenty twenty one. The last time they played up there. They they all have, yes, they. I, 
They all had selfies on the field from there, and it said, best in the state of Oklahoma on that giant mm. scoreboard that they have. They're, That's uh, interesting. I don't yeah, remember that. The goalpost will be coming down on Saturday. If, uh, okay. If they, I'll if take they your word for it. I'll take your word Which for it. Which everyone storms the field nowadays. You know, like it's not. Sure. It doesn't mean as much as it used to be. Yeah, well, um, I, it's, it's almost, that would be, we'd like to see them find a lot of money on our way out of the conference, right? But it's not worth a loss. No, so. it's, it's not. Guy from Parts <laughs> Unknown says, did they rush the field when they won the title in 1945? Ooh, there's a good question. That's, that's the only way the whole uh, claiming the title could be I, more pathetic is if they told the students to – Sit in an empty stadium and rush the field like they had just won the forty-five title. Well, I was yeah, I was about to say like I don't know if they they definitely didn't rush it in nineteen forty-five. I wonder if they rushed it a couple of years ago and they announced it. <laughs> like that's that's the interesting part. Uh, what about the camera scanning the crowd and the OSU guy is humping the reindeer? Yeah, another weird moment <laughs> in this rivalry's history. What so what's been uh, what's been the theme yesterday and today as far as the fans? What how do they feel? OU fans, I I, uh, I did our weekly get the score right. You get a free KREF hat, and only Ronnie Crimson's been able to do that so far. It's um, it's pretty mixed right now. I'd say there, there's still some con- – I think the confidence is really going to start to get there tomorrow, but it's been a slow build throughout the week, man. There's yeah. a lot of people down on how things are going right now. Yeah. Well, I understand that. It, it I get it. I, I – Again, you know, and I'll, I'll keep saying this today, tomorrow, Saturday, and pregame. I I feel pretty good about it. If we've got our um, our players available, if we've got Stutzman and, and Tawi available, and um, Peyton Bowen is is healthier, where he can play more reps, and Gentry Williams, like the the more hands we have on deck, the better I feel about it. Now you start. You start chipping those guys away, things change pretty quickly, just like they did up in Lawrence last week. You know, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but I feel like things probably go differently if Stutzman plays that game. It, does it is it ultimately the difference? I don't know. I I think if you have Tali Walker on that away for I mean whoever you think would have helped yeah. out more on that fourth down. Well, you know the the fourth down and even converting the first down. You know. Say what you want, uh, Barnes. The, you know, a lot of people hated the play call. I wasn't a big fan of it myself, but if he makes the right cut there, he scores a touchdown. And the way Tawi was running that day, you probably feel like they're able to convert a first down there. Yep. And you know, so we're still undefeated. I'll tell so, you. Uh, yeah, you know, go, go ahead and finish. No, I was just gonna say that's to me. That's the that's the big deal. It's all right, X's and O's and execution, all of that stuff. Absolutely, but. Like for me, the the X factor is just the health of our team. I'll tell you who's uh, feeling pretty good about this game on OU side. Um, OU great Mark Clayton feeling pretty good about OU's yeah. chances here. I guess Tatum Bell, former OSU running back, tweeted at MC and at Roy Williams and said, "What y'all want to do? One hundred fifty? Mark Clayton said, one hundred dollars if that's how you feel." <laughs> so Mark's Mark's ready to go. Mark's ready to put a uh, hundred dollars like on this game. Little little side action going on there between some former players. That's good. We got Gundy and Bosworth 
chirping back and forth. We got Trace Ford and Gundy, you know. There's a little bit going on there, uh, which was interesting. So, uh, yeah, I think this is things building up nicely. Yeah, I, I, I have heard that the, um, the Gundy-Boz stuff is maybe more friendly than what it feels like on the outside. Yeah. I feel yeah. like those two have, um, you know, I, I don't think that they talk every day, but there's at least communication back and forth. Yeah. I, well, I, I think that they know it's, uh, they both know it's not all that serious here. Well, I, at least uh, Boz knows that that's the case. That's good. That's good. Still fun. All right, let's hit a quick break. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one. Remember, hanging out at Orange, uh, Orange Theory Fitness today, 405-703-5259. Don't wait until January to start your fitness journey. They are offering you a free month of workouts so you can get your resolutions going today. We're in more, 825 Southwest 19th Street. And, um yeah, this this is a this is a cool spot. A lot of good stuff going on, and uh, we'll be back. Stay this safe. is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the best casino in OKC. Play with your wild card all November for a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars in cash and prizes. With almost 3,000 of your favorite games. Plus multiple restaurants and bars. Riverwind really is a place for a good time. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. the rush on the ref tyler mccomas teddy layman speaking of uh tearing down field goal posts someone wants to know when's the last time ou tore those down on owen field that would be 23 years ago last saturday ou nebraska was the last time and uh teddy probably going to take a lot for that to happen again here in norman yeah no kidding it's it's been a long time i i don't see that happening uh anytime soon but you never know all right uh hanging out here at orange theory got a special guest coach michaels here and I hear you've been here for a while, man. Yes, sir, I have. Thanks for having me. How long have you been coaching? Um, I've been here since I was 22 years old. I started, yeah, 22 years old. I'm 28 now, so about six years. I'm about 3,100 classes in. Wow. Okay, so take us through a typical class because maybe a lot of people, they're probably familiar with it. They've probably seen it, but maybe don't know how the operation goes. What can someone expect whenever they come in here? So let's say you're starting out as a new member any level um, we're going to take you through a quick little intro process our front desk will greet you with some good energy find out your ins and outs you know how many years you've either been in or out of the gym um, at that point they'll make the connection between the coach myself or whoever else is a uh, coaching at the time um, and that member and then from there we'll kind of take over we'll take them through the classroom and get them just kind of introduced to a lot of the terms they're going to hear during the class so that way they're not coming in blind and also we're going to give them a quick rundown to understand what you're expecting you know whenever you get into your floor work how coach is going to lead you through it what you can expect on the treadmill of course general controls and then also what to expect general controls in some form on the rower from there when we get into class we have three different paces for power walkers joggers and runners on the treadmill so we really fit all sorts of um you know injury level or whatever you might be working with we do have a bike and a strider in case somebody does need that so you got all level of athletes for for people that may be a little apprehensive because 
they don't want to come in. There's a bunch of Navy SEALs in here working out, and they're kind of <laughs> left in the dust. You've got all skill levels, right? Yes. We literally have a member who's 74 years old, and uh, she comes in, and she gets on the treadmill and rocks out with us. She's an absolute beast. And then we have young guys who um, you know, are young athletes. Sometimes, actually, last, this summer we had no U player, actually, who came up and would just kind of, you know, do his off time here. So, nice. Yeah. Well, explain the, the orange theory. Like, what exactly the goal is during your sessions here? So it's performance-based training. We want to mm-hmm. see people come in, and whether your goal is weight loss or whether your goal is to up your cardio, we want to see consistent um, increase in capacity from there. So we actually have a lot of benchmarks um, and days like that where you'll be able to come in and kind of see this is where I'm starting off with a 2,000-meter row, and this is where I've grown to. So performance-based is the name of the game. Not only do we want to see people you know, hitting those weight loss goals, which is a lot of people's goals, we also want to be able to push people to up their performance when they're not in high school or college anymore. And I imagine since – 3,000 classes, been here six years. You've probably seen some pretty good success stories. Wow. You know what? There's so many that come to mind immediately. We've got some members here now who have lost well over 200 pounds and been dedicated. Been at this studio longer than I've been at this specific studio, actually. So, yeah, incredible success stories. Someone that's listening, maybe that's that's thinking about uh, maybe joining or coming in and trying it out because they do have the the free month of workouts uh, that you guys are offering what maybe is is your favorite or something that you really like that you would like to see people come in and try? Um, you know, I, I and I might step a, a tiny bit out of the physical right here, but my favorite thing about OT is when you come in, you're going to get good energy from your coach. You're going to get a great workout. You're going to see results. But what's really amazing is that you also get the opportunity to be a part of a really fun, loving, accepting community. So you come in, you get the workout done. It's going to be hard. It's got to be hard so we can grow. But you're going to have a good time while you're doing it. That's my absolute favorite part. And make some friends. Awesome stuff. That's Coach Michael. He's been here for six years, over 3,000 classes. He's coached so a ton of experience. He's just one of the coaches here that you may be doing a class. 405-703-5259. Remember, a free month of workouts right now is what they're offering at Orange Theory Fitness in Moore.